dedicated our whole lives to studying the paranormal. Now there's sightings all over the city. Welcome back to Scream 101. I'm Brennan. And I'm Sergio, your favorite co-host. Suck it, Shannon. Yeah, take that. Yeah. Uh, anyway, when a classic 1980s horror comedy gets remade, who are you going to call to review it? Paul Feig. You think he'd review his own movie? Like, Why his wouldn't movie, he? 10 out of 10. It's great. Everyone go see it. I mean, that's pretty much what we're going to do. If you say so. Uh, you call us. That's the answer to the question. That's what I'm going to do. If you haven't already been able to tell, this week we are here to review Ghostbusters 2016. Sunday. Sunday. Who are you going to call? Yep. Who are you going to call? Ghostbusters. Yeah, not Fallout Boy. Anyway. Um, here's the plot of Ghostbusters 2016, starring Melissa McCarthy, Kate McKinnon, Leslie Jones, and the other one. Kristen, Kristen Wiig. Wig. How yes. can you forget her? She was your favorite. Yeah, well, look, if there's if there's a list of more than two or three items, I will invariably forget one of them. Okay, No matter how enough. much I care about them. Okay, here's the plot. Paranormal researcher Abby Yates and Melissa McCarthy and physicist Aaron Gilbert. Whoa, okay. So every other character listed does not have the actress listed behind them, so... We're, we're going in blind for the rest of this. Mm-hmm. Are trying to prove that ghosts exist in modern society when strange apparitions... So ghosts existed in previous society, but not now. Uh, sorry. I, I get distracted. This this, is podcast, <laughs> this podcast is basically me picking apart what words they choose to use for the ad copy of these movies. Hey, you got to keep the people on their toes, man. Oh, yeah. This is what if they If not come you, for. then who? If not you, then yeah. who? Who watches The Watchmen? Who reads oh my God. the plot synopses of... You're blowing my mind. I know. Um, when strange apparitions appear in Manhattan, Gilbert and Yates turn to engineer Jillian Holtzman for help. Inaccurate. They do turn to her. I mean... No, I'm, she was just already there. But they turn their heads to her. Like, hey. I guess you're right. How's it going, Kate McKinnon? Still All, a lesbian? Yes. Also joining the team is Patty Tolan, a lifelong New Yorker who knows the city inside and out. Not helpful. Armed with proton packs and plenty of attitude, the four women prepare for an epic battle as more than 1,000 mischievous ghouls descend on Times Square. We rate everything out of five on scariness, funniness, uh, well, because it's a horror comedy, FX, and quality. So let's start with scariness. Sergio? Are we going to have spoilers, Brennan? I feel like we should oh, mention that if yes. we are. Um, we will be discussing uh, the full plot of this movie. It's a comedy movie, so spoilers aren't really important, but just going into it, know that we will discuss the full gamut of things, so if you don't want to be spoiled for Ghostbusters, which you've probably already seen it, because we're doing this review for the DVD and Blu-ray, but if you haven't, just ignore us. Yeah. Come back later. Do that. Sergio, what would you rate this movie on scariness? Um, On scariness, I'd rate it like a 1.5 at most. I thought a 1.5 screams to be consistent with the, with the thing, with the for, rating scale. For the very first time. You saw it here, folks, for the very first time. 1.5 screams. There were a couple jump scares, but there wasn't anything that I would say. I was like, oh, my God, Kristen Wiig. No, don't do that. Don't go up those stairs. You're going to die. I think someone in the audience disagreed with you. Someone did, but that person came like, you know, they came happy, if you get what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Glug, 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 glug. 
Oh, and uh, once again, we are reviewing this the weekend of release, but this is in uh, Scream 101 with Shannon is actually still running, so we don't want to put this episode out then, which is why it's coming. Yeah, we want to respect listening. Shannon. Yeah, we want to respect She dedicated respect a lot of time to this podcast, and we have to honor it to her to be fidelitous. Fidelitous. Fidelious? Fidelious to her. Um, but yeah, so or faithful. <laughs> faithful. Well, thank you, Brennan. You're welcome. Making things easier on me. Yeah, we are recording this in July 2016. So if like any major events that we're ignoring are happening this week, that is why. Mm-hmm. Um, also, let, let's just let's get some topical references out so people will understand. Like they're they're more immersed in our time. Pokemon, Pokemon Go. Go. <laughs> Gotta catch all those Pidgeys. Yeah. <laughs> There's a Pokestop at the Barnes and Noble that we went to. We got so many Pokemon there. I cut. We were just standing, um, just right at the next new release to this. section. Yeah, in the new release section, just catching Pokemon for minutes, minutes. I and tell you caught you. an Arbok, which I made did. all those Ekans that you caught before arbitrary. Yeah, I feel so arbitrary. But I well, see, I sold them to the sexy professor so he could experiment on them. All right, so back to Ghostbusters, Renan. Yeah, oh, Pokemon Busters, Pokemon Ghostbusters. <gasps> You're like Hillary Clinton, my girl Hillary. Is she president? She might be president by the time she this comes out. She might be, yeah. And if oh, Donald that's a Trump weird thought president, to think about. Yeah, if Donald Trump is president, this podcast probably exploded in flames and we left the country. Yeah, I think I'd quit everything that I'd do if Donald Trump became president. I'd go live in, well, France is kind of, yeah. that's another topical. <laughs> topical thing going on right now. Where would you suggest living? I go to London. Let's go to London. Yeah, they seem fine. Oh, yeah. wait, no, but Brexit. Bre- oh, fuck. Everything's ruined. Yeah. July 2016 uh, is not a good time, people. The world is falling apart. I hope it's better. Like, okay, you guys, <laughs> if you're living in a time where all these problems are much, much less, please appreciate what you have. Yeah. Hug one another. Turn to your neighbor. Give them a handshake. Let them borrow a stick of butter. I don't care. Just <laughs> love, love your life. Yes. In the world you're living in. All right. Your non-garbage world. Bless you. Um, anyway, my scariness rating, I'm going to give it two out of five screams just because they tried. Um, okay. Which, because I I think uh, the original Ghostbusters also attempted to be... Scary uh, and funny? Yeah, like, to take the scare seriously. And I do think that movie accomplished that. I I wasn't scared. It's very basic ghost stuff. Like, oh, a door's opening. Mm-hmm. Um, there is a great sequence in the beginning with uh, Gabe from The Office. I love Gabe. Yeah, I love him so much. But, Isn't he also in Silicon Valley? Oh, yeah. Uh, that, I guess that's more topical. Shout out HBO. Uh, I don't know what his name is, though. He's very pale and very Gabe. tall and very gangly. He's like a scarecrow, but stuffed into human flesh. And such soft baby skin. Oh, I want to touch his face. Yeah, such beautiful blue eyes. Uh, Gabe from The Office is running up this flight of stairs, and every single wooden stair is breaking beneath his mm-hmm. footsteps. I like. I think that's an effective sequence, and I like it. It is really good, but um, I don't know if we should mention it here or mention it in quality. Um, there's a lot left after that scene happens. Like, there's a lot of unanswered questions that happened, or that happened as a result of that scene. You mean because he falls into a pit of ectoplasm and presumably dies, and then is back in like two scenes? Yeah. And not possessed by a ghost as I fully expected him to be. Yeah. Yeah, we got some problems. But I do, I like the actor. I'm happy he's back. He was great in Spy, which is uh, the previous Paul Feig, Melissa McCarthy vehicle. You should watch Spy. Go watch Spy. Spy's so good. It's really good. Uh, better than Ghostbusters, TBH. Ghostbusters but, is okay. Yeah. Feminism. No, let's, let's talk about Hashtag I'm with her. Let's talk about that. Uh, our next topic is funniness. 
So what would you rate it? Let me see what I saw. Um, I rated a four out of five laughs. I thought it was really good. Oh, oh, really good stretching it. I thought it was really decent with what it did. Okay. It reinvented the movie and added like new parts. Um, we exploited men in this. Um, Chris Hemsworth was a beefcake and he was nothing more than that. And I loved it. There ain't nothing funny about that, Sergio. There's nothing That's funny. That's very Just serious. Serious and sexy, Brennan. Serious and sexy. You could grill abs. You could grill, you could grill meat on his abs. His own so meat. Because he's so hot. Because we objectified him in this entire movie, uh, throughout this whole movie. Um, and then the mayor was dumb. He was the Jaws mayor. I wish <laughs> they did more with that joke. You know, it, was just, it was good. It was good. I saw a, po- a beloved franchise be born again, and it was very respectful while doing it. It while really giving was. the actors something new to work with. Yeah, it wasn't. There, there, there's no character that's like a direct analog to a previous Ghostbusters character. I mean, obviously, they fill a lot of the same purposes, um, but I do think I I'll talk about this later. But I do think they improved on some of Ghostbusters' flaws, whilst still not being a better movie. They really took the material and worked it, and didn't just repeat mm-hmm. themselves. Um, but for funniness, I'm having a tough time with my rating on this one. Okay, just remember the joke that made us all laugh. Yeah, Edward Jr. No, the th- well, the thing is. I'm going to give it four out of five laughs. Yay. With the caveat. Caveat? I keep doing this. I say caveat. With the caveat that it's not trying to be funny for a great deal of time. Um, You mean the humor is just like happenstance? No, I think uh, the third act finale, there's nothing really funny about it. It actually takes itself really seriously as like an action horror drama at some point yeah and then a drama and there's a lot of parts where like i'm not recognizing any jokes trying to be made but the parts that were funny were really funny Mm -hmm. so that's that's my caveat here okay i think probably the the strongest uh facet of this movie both in terms of funniness and muscle mass is chris hemsworth you thought he was the funniest person yeah in a movie filled with comedic women, women who have dedicated their lives to laughter. Okay, look. Do you think Chris Hemsworth was the funniest But the thing person? is, Chris Hemsworth was not a main character. It's hard to be a main character and be the funniest character in a movie because, like, the weight of the plot and the emotion also falls on you. Okay. That's why side characters are so funny, and that's why spinoffs always happen, and, they, and then they always suck because you make that side character into the main character. Okay, I respect you for that. Like, when, um, what's-her-face? Uh, who's that severe-looking woman your dad likes? Tilda Swinton? Tilda Swinton. Like, when her side character in Trainwreck, like, she stole the show. Oh, yeah. To me, exactly. she was the funniest person. So I guess what I see what you're saying. Yeah, because if they made a whole movie about Tilda Swinton boss character, they'd actually have to give her a character arc and yeah. a plot and not just jokes. Not just, like, great one-liners. Yeah, exactly. Like, Chris Hemsworth. Okay. Okay. I respect you. I see what you're saying. Yeah. I stand back now. Thank you. Yeah. No, I think Chris Hemsworth had all the best dialogue. He had great one-liners. He played like the ditzy receptionist, but he was like this sexy dude. And I, I think um, his character kind of rose above the genericness that that character archetype implies. Mm-hmm. Like there was a lot of really fresh, unexpected humor with him. And I think he sold it really well. Yeah. Um, I loved his interactions with Kristen Wiig. And then his interactions with Kristen Wiig and Melissa McCarthy were great. Oh, yeah. Like when Melissa, ah, when Melissa McCarthy was trying to like police Kristen Wiig and being like, you need to control yourself yeah. because you're a walking sexual predator right now. Yeah. It was just great. Like, I, I do think that the main four women are very talented, very funny women. Mm-hmm. Um, I think 
Kristen Wiig's probably the best all out performer. Mm-hmm. In I agree. The cast because well she's she's doing a bridesmaid. She's asked to shoulder the emotional burden of the film, which there isn't much that's particularly good. But she's the first character we're introduced to and like emotionally invested in. Yes, and she does that well. She she plays kind of the straight man a little bit or straight woman feminism. Hashtag I'm with her. But yeah, I think she balances the comedy and the uh, character very well. I think uh, Kate McKinnon is doing a lot of really strange stuff that I really like. I really like. I had a weird reaction to Kate McKinnon. Um, at first, I thought like they're really not giving her much, but whatever they did give her, I liked what she did with it. Yeah, like her. She her, was almost like a side character. Oh yeah, her performance is very one note. Her character has. Literally, not even one dimension. Probably zero dimensions. Until the last scene. Oh, God. Yeah, the last scene they tried to force a dimension on her, which I didn't like at all. I liked it. It it didn't make any sense because we have no sense of who this person is, which is a problem I had with the original Ghostbusters, too. Really? Yeah. Okay. Well, you're coming at it from a different perspective, I guess, because you've seen the original recently and I haven't. That's true. So you can impose or incorporate your views on that into this. Um, But I kind of liked how she was sort of like a one-note, like, I guess tough nut kind of person. Like she was like, I'm gruff. I'm going to like make all these machines and be cool and not be much besides that. But then in the last end of the movie, like she was so moved by what they'd done that she decided to share a part of herself that she hadn't before. Okay. Okay. I see. I, I respect that. Yeah. Son. Yay. Mars. Learning all of it. Yep. That was definitely that. But yeah. Okay. You know what? Okay. That makes sense. But I think that her character is very she's she's just pure anarchy. Like she's so unexpected, and mm-hmm. all of her reactions are like the opposite of everybody else. Because she's just like this badass, careless woman who's awesome. No, I agree. I do think I um the first act is really strong with the comedy, and then the second and third acts like there are still jokes, but it's a uh, weaker as a comedy piece. Well, because they had to incorporate like some sense of plot into that. Yeah, which was the problem. I'm sorry. Uh, no, 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 no. That's fine. They have to pay homage to the original. Like, they're in a tough situation, TBH. No, it's so hard because the I recently watched the original. I think the original's plot is a shambles. Like, I think the plot here is... You don't like Zulu? Zul. <laughs> uh, Zumba. I think the plot is more comprehensible here, but it's also less interesting. Okay. Um, anyway, uh, what's your score for effects? Effects, I gave it a five. I thought it was really good. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. I thought the effects were great. Um, yeah, they were kind of cartoonish, um, especially that one point where there was an animated ghost that, you know, spoiler alert, Rowan turned into before he turned into the big Oogie Boogie type character. Oh, he was very Oogie Boogie. Um, but otherwise, I thought the effects were great. There were, I thought they were better than X-Men. Oh, yeah. Well, that's not hard. Like, um, and one of the things that I, like, want to commend them on was that there was destruction and there was also, like, death. I felt that there were people who, like, I felt for the loss of New York at that time. Uh, though it was very contained within that small segment of the city. In Times Square. Yeah. It was very, like, I felt the destruction. I felt it was real. I thought it was, I was convinced of it. Okay. Yeah, that that's interesting because I, uh. I was lost in the scene. Like I could tell that that was a backlot at the studio at the Universal Studios tour that we took last summer. Uh-huh. Okay, but I was like, you know what? I'm with, like, I'm okay with this. I'm good with this CGI. We cool dog. Cool. I have a similar reaction because I feel like the danger was kind of palpable in this, while it was still kind of like safe and cartoony and fun, mm-hmm. which is important for Ghostbusters. 
Because that's what that franchise is. Yeah, because all all their ghosts. It's the first movie wasn't made for kids, but after the cartoon, the the second movie got very kiddie, and it's like a safer, more accessible horror ghost story. Mm-hmm. So like. It is cartoonish, and that that is why a lot of people are like, oh, that CGI sucks. It's like it's not supposed to look real. Mm-hmm. It's not supposed to look scary. It's part of yeah. this like heightened universe of like more safe, accessible horror. Yeah. Which I appreciate that. I have a similar reaction, but my score is different. I'm giving it two out of five. Whoa, such a uh, difference. Two out of five ghosties. But that's because I think the effects weren't demanding. I think they... I don't know. That, I guess that's unfair because I do think they fit the film, but I don't think I don't think the effects were particularly stunning. Okay. The the CGI effects aren't state of the art, okay. but um, they didn't need to be because they were cartoonish. Uh huh. But like the effects weren't bad. No, they just weren't super impressive because they were cartoonish. Like that stuff I could have seen anytime. Okay. I got you. Okay. And it's interesting what you were saying about, like, the kind of, like, realistic destruction of New York. Mm-hmm. I was actually, like, we, we live in a post-9-11 world. Not to bring this up in a Ghostbusters podcast, but it's much harder to watch New York being destroyed. It was, um, all, like, if we're being real here, it's kind of hard for me seeing them use all them guns with all this topic of, like, what's gun control like in 2016? Yeah, like, violence uh, is very much prevalent in the media right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I didn't have a problem with the guns because it was fantasy lasers and ghosts, and mm-hmm. those things are already dead, so I wasn't too bothered by that. But, um, like, watching buildings get demolished in New York, I, I felt very strangely about it. Um, and then there's this whole vortex thing that's producing the ghosts, and they reverse the vortex via a deus ex machina like literally uh-huh. a machine like there's this ghost busting machine that they're like oh that that happens to be in the scene let's let's use it to solve our problem which crimps like which chris hemsworth was responsible for right like he kind of saved the day off of screen if i understood one of his last lines correctly i i i think he was saying he turned it on i think he's saying he turned it off i don't know i will have to rewatch it <laughs> For the DVD release this Ooh, week. Yeah. Oh, because when the Vortex get, gets reversed via the Deus Ex Machina, which is actually also in keeping with the Ghostbusters canon, <sighs> because they have always had really awful climaxes. The Vortex reverses, and the building that has been like in chunks is put back together as the Vortex comes back down. Did you notice that? Yeah, I did. I liked that. Yeah, like I, I liked that, and it was a cool effect. But uh-huh. also, I think that was like kind of an apology for the kind of like nine eleven stuff that's going on. We're like, we're gonna, we're gonna leave this here. Maybe, maybe it's just simpler, you know. Like Paul Feig was like, you know what? I'm not gonna make New York spend all these millions of dollars rebuilding. That's true. I'm gonna do it for them because they actually tore the building apart. <laughs> it's true. Okay, it's one, so- it's one of the trivia <laughs> items you found out on IMDb, right? Oh, totally. It was like. Paul Feig demolished an entire hotel. He did not have the proper permit, so he put it back. <laughs> Thank you, Paul Feig. Thank you, you the so MVP. Much. Let's synthesize all this. What's your quality score overall for Ghostbusters? Um, I think I gave it three point five out of five. Like solid. All right. Seven out of ten. If you want to double that number, if you want to. So not Paul Feig. Ten out of ten. Uh, seven out of ten. Um, it was a good. It was a fun movie. Okay, it's probably one of the more funner movies I've seen this summer. And I saw Mike and Dave need wedding dates. And uh, the the movie of the summer. The movie of the Presumably summer. Presumably that's also out on DVD right now. And movie of the spring. Uh, buy 20 copies. 
because and it was the best movie of the spring. Everybody wants some. And like I would say it was probably the most fun movie that has like I guess the most rewatchability in the theaters. Um, you can take a bunch of friends to go see it and then you can have a fun time. Take your wife to go see it. Take your husband, your kids, your illegitimate kids, your second family. Your oh my God. Family. Can we talk about if Charles, Charles Lindbergh? Lindbergh. <laughs> All right. Go ahead, Brennan. Take oh, over. Man. In my, in my, on my blog, in my Mike and Dave Need Wedding Dates review, which I'm sure none of you have read because nobody cares. Popcorn culture. Educate yourselves about it. Um, yeah, I, I made a joke about Charles Lindbergh, and I, I was just researching where his plane took off from when, when he crossed the Atlantic um, because I wanted to make sure I wasn't incorrect when I was talking about it. I do my research, you guys. I'm very He does. He's very studied. thorough. I'm very thorough. But yeah, I was on the Wikipedia page, and I was just scrolling through. It was like, where he was born his parents names and then when it got to his children's names it was like the list of names at the bottom of the declaration of independence (laughs) he has so many kids because he it turns out he had six kids by his wife because this was back in the day they all they did was they didn't have tv you know yeah they didn't have tv they just screwed all the time um if, if you're married but and then he he also publicly condemned like hot shot pilots who were hot dogging around and like sleeping with all the women womanizing and whatnot but then on his deathbed it turned out he had three secret wives in europe were they wives like by marriage or, well or three secret families concubines Not, yeah three secret families with three separate European women uh, and he had seven kids by those three women together two of those women were sisters this i guy, have to give it up to him god he's a baller you know yeah that's I goals. Would just, like his life was so fascinating. Like I want to learn so much more about Charles Lindbergh. Like I'm just saying, we were just at Barnes and Noble. Why didn't you buy a biography? I don't have any money. Too busy using the Pokestops, I see. Oh, basically. Um, but yeah, Charles Lindbergh. He he did not cross the Atlantic to break records or to change people's views about aeronautics. He went to swoop some poon. He did. You he gotta went love to him. Meet all the ladies. But um, my quality rating is three out of five unlucky stars. Like I, like I said, I think the finale took itself too seriously. I think it tried to force its characters into an, a lot a lot of unearned emotional payoffs. Although I do think that they majorly improved on some of the flaws of the original Ghostbusters, at least in terms of we actually get to see them ghostbusting. We see them busting ghosts. Can I interrupt you uh, for a second? Yeah. Um, if you could like just give me like maybe at least one flaw of the original, can you share what that might be? Okay. Yeah. And like how they improved upon it. Cause just cause I'm curious. Cause I never, I haven't, it's been a while since I saw the original. No. Um, well we, we talked about this in our Ghostbusters podcast in the original. There's not a lot of character development. Um, they're very funny. It's a f- probably it, it's overall, it is a better movie than the remake. Okay. But you only ever see them bust like one ghost and then there's a montage and then it's like the finale. Okay. But so you just actually get to see them develop their ghost busting uh, routine, which I, okay. I like. And it had better characters, as you were saying. Not better characters. Just characters. Yeah, characters that are actually like human, recognizably okay. human, instead of just like comic archetypes. Fallout Boy and Missy Elliott did the new Ghostbusters song, and that is, well, frankly, not great. I didn't even like pick up on Missy, and that's like my girl, you know. I know. Um, the thing is, but the thing is, I, I I had listened to that song beforehand, and I was like, "Wow, this song is awful." But they mostly actually used the Ray Parker Jr. song, so props to them for no in their roots. Yeah, 
I think overall, it's a decent remake. It handles some of the flaws of the original. It has a lot of them, too. Like, with its weird, stunted finale. It's fine. It's a fine movie. Like, all the people who are hating on it are going to hate on it because they love Ghostbusters. I have no attachment to Ghostbusters, particularly. I was not alive in 1984 when it came out. Um, I respect Ghostbusters. And the remake is not as good as Ghostbusters. But... It's better than the trailers made it look, which I am very happy about. Mm-hmm. Top five trailers. You were right again. It's true. All in all, it's a decent summer comedy film. Mm-hmm. It, it, it doesn't. Tar- it's not going to move you like Gone Girl did, but you're going to okay. have a good time. It, it, just, it, it doesn't tarnish the Ghostbusters name, but it's also not the best Ghostbusters movie. It's just whatever. Mm-hmm. But yeah, um, all in all, let's, let's talk about. Well, I guess I started talking about it. Like, just. The, in terms of the franchise, which is what we try to do with these movies. When's the last time you saw Ghostbusters, the original? Um, like, I know you're not going to understand this, but back when My 13 was UPN, do you understand that? Not at all. Fun ca- basic cable fact. Um, in the LA area, there's the My Blank Network, which, okay, never mind. Um, UPN was a network before it joined the CW, and I saw Ghost of, uh, Ghostbusters on <laughs> UPN. Ghost of Buster. I saw Ghostbusters on UPN, and that was back when, I was at least before 2006. Okay, wait, wait. Which wait. at some UPN, point. Underwear Protection Agency? I don't understand. I don't know what UPN stands for. Okay, upright. I just know that it was like, um, like pencil. You can, it's one of them Nailed networks it. that you can catch a movie on, like on a Sunday afternoon. And that movie that I saw was Ghostbusters. Okay. So Ooh, it was at least 10 years ago. Pension Network. Are oh, it's probably Network. Oh, we're getting you close. you listening to anything I've been saying? I'm going to look it up. Screw you. Sorry. Okay. No, it was back in the day. You watched it. Um, you don't have very clear memories of the movie. I talked about this with you earlier. Yeah, I don't. So I'll just talk for a little bit because I actually recently watched Ghostbusters for whatever the umpteenth time but i also just watched ghostbusters 2 for the first time ghostbusters 2 let's face it okay united paramount network oh that's cool i'm so glad i learned that buffy was on that network brennan buffy buffy oh ghostbusters 2 is not great this movie is better than ghostbusters 2 like let's just be honest nostalgia be damned and i'm gonna get so much hate mail for this from me yeah from sergio stop sending me those (laughs) <laughs> I'm sorry. You just say so much that I disagree with. Like I just try to I try to get my bills out of the mailbox and it's just full of Sergio hate letters. When will it end? I'm sorry. When I find a life. I've been looking for a while, but all I found is ratatats. Ratatas. Ratatats. Look, they're not the little drummer boys. What do you mean? The little drummer boy. He goes ratatat tat on his drum. Fine. All I found is pidgeys, which I'm I need more of cuz I want to pidgey up. Mm, me too. Ghostbusters. How about in terms of uh, something you can talk about with more uh, knowledge? In the terms of Paul Feig's filmography, where do you think this movie ranks? I haven't seen a lot of his movies. I saw this in Spy. Bridesmaids? He directed that. Yeah. Um, This is probably like and the lowest of the three, TBH. Okay. And have you seen The Heat? I have not. Okay. I heard that The Heat was not as good as it should be, though. I've heard that too, but Shannon loves it, so I'll watch it soon. I mean, yeah, but do we really trust her film history? No. Her film knowledge. You mean her film judgment? Yeah, because no. she's watching her phone half the time. 
So oh she God. probably got some jokes from like Tumblr and incorporated them into the movie. Um. Anyway. 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 <laughs> I guess this is the end of our podcast. It is our anti-Shannon <laughs> podcast. Maybe don't listen to this one. Yeah. Um. <laughs> thank you all for listening. Um. If you want to. You know what? I really want to hear what you guys have to say about Ghostbusters. Um, on one last note, I wouldn't hate this movie if it had a sequel. Or I wouldn't hate the franchise if it had another sequel in it. Yeah, I'd, I'd be excited to see what they do. I enjoyed it. I wouldn't mind seeing another like summer uh, popcorn movie. Um, it was better than Pixels, which I saw last year. Yeah. Which was not a pop, like a Paul Feig movie, but which we found out Dan Aykroyd was in. Um, yeah, take it away, Brennan. Yeah, no, I'm I'm down. Well, I'm always down for more horror or horror adjacent movies in theaters, especially in summer. And this summer is real big for horror. Um, Lights out. Lights out. But yeah, I really, really want to hear what you guys have to say about this Ghostbusters remake because it's been such a controversial, divisive film. Um, so please tweet us your thoughts at Scream101Pod. You can send us stuff on Facebook, Facebook, Bugface. Add, the new social media app. Yeah, Screen 101 Podcast. Maybe there's a new one by now. Add us on Pokemon yeah, Go. You can find us on Squashfoot. You can email us at Screen101Podcast at gmail.com. Find us on iTunes. Subscribe, rate, and review us. Give us five stars because... We deserve feminism. it. Feminism. But quick sidebar note. After most of, most of the episodes get posted on Twitter, I also post like a, what's your review of Night of the Comet in 10 words or less? Or whatever. And I did this for our Ghostbusters episode. This was easily two weeks before the release of the remake, before anyone had seen it. And tell the people what happened, Brennan. I am right now. I said, what's your review of Ghostbusters in 10 words or less? And then someone said, something just like, inane, juvenile, garbage. And I was like, I assume they think we're talking about the remake. So Ugh. I went, I clicked on his Twitter and his entire Twitter feed was just him going through... Uh, the Ghostbusters tag and mocking the movie on everybody's tweets who mentioned the movie. Can you imagine what a sad life that must be? Yeah, that's so much that work. Your existence is just spent hating this one movie that people that uh that gave jobs to like hundreds of people. Yeah, it's such a waste of time. Yeah, like he should he could have gotten one of those jobs, but instead. He posted bad things about it for free. I wish you well, man. Like, start a blog and just criticize movies from there. But don't spend... Yeah, don't don't hijack other people's Twitter posts, especially if they're excited about it. That sucks. That's mean. But the thing is... I ruin Santa for people. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. But but the thing is, that tweet was explicitly about Ghostbusters 1984 because we had just reviewed that movie. Uh, Clearly, he didn't know because he wasn't following us because he was an idiot. So Agreed. I just, so I just tweeted back at him, and I was like, "Oh, you feel that way about the original? That's a bold stance to take." And he was, <laughs> uh, he came back, his tail between his legs, and he was like, "Pobrecito." Oh, oh, I thought you were, I thought you were talking about the remake, and I blocked him. <laughs> Good for you. Good it on was, you, it mate. It was great though. I I like uh, that false presumption of just like being genuine, pretending to be genuinely like confused about something when mm-hmm. you know exactly what's going on. It makes them so uncomfortable. Um, but anyway, thank you so much for listening. Tell us what you think about Ghostbusters remake. Uh, rent it on Redbox for a dollar. It's worth. It's a dollar fifty. <gasps> Maybe it's like three dollars by then. Inflation. It'll be like a dollar seventy-five. Maybe. Maybe it's like a dollar fifty-one. I think it went from like a dollar to a dollar nineteen to a dollar fifty now. That's so sad. I don't know why. It's not like there's jobs there. Like, I mean, who are they paying to run these machines? Maybe. Well, no, the little people inside who put the DVDs and the stick trolls? them out the slot. Yeah. 
Check us out next time when we're reviewing Trolls. I'm cutting you the hell. I'm cutting that the hell out because I never, ever want to think about Trolls. I want to watch Trolls. Anna Kendrick. I'll just watch Pitch Perfect 3 when it comes out. Maybe I've got a ticket for the long way around. And it doesn't involve Trolls. Two times it, uh, The to long watch. way around is to avoid Trolls. I'm taking the scenic route as opposed to the direct route, which is through Trolls. Whatever. Trolls is going to be good. I really liked how fuzzy their skin looked. Oh, yeah. That was great. Just buy a troll. Whatever. Okay. Thank you, everyone. Thank you very much for listening. All right. Thank uh, you. Good luck on your journey. Stay gold, people. Stay gold. Goodbye. Goodbye. Uh, oh. oh. <laughs> um, is your microphone on? No, it's not. Bars! Oh my god, no. Why do you do that every time? My girl, Hillary Rodham Clinton. Oh, God. <laughs> My girl Hillary bringing it home. All right. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Are, are you with her? Is she in the room with you right now? She's with us everywhere. What kind of things does she say to you? She says, vote. When did she say that? Right now. Were you not listening? <gasps> bum, bum, bum. <laughs> I mean, we already know the plot to this movie, don't we? Four sexy girls are trying to make it in the big city while looking for love. Um, oh, God. Aish. Yeah, I know. Leave it. Turn the microphone away. I recognize his game. That's all I'm saying. Okay, you recognize like, that he, he has it. a game. His game's like Monopoly, though, because it's real boring. Well, no, it's not boring. It's actually really interesting. But it sucks. This episode was brought to you by Cupholder Radio. You can find more episodes of this show and others at cupholderradio.com or wherever podcasts are sold. Get out. The podcast is coming from inside the house. Hello there, I'm Uncle Ponyboy. Do you like suspense? Don't go in there! Buckets of blood and human excrement? Pour upon me! Gratuitous nudity with more boobies than you can handle? Let me see them. And radical hairstyles? Oh yeah! Then you should check out the Gorgab Podcast, hosted by yours truly and DJ Gill. You can find us on the iTunes Podcast Store and on Twitter at Gorgab Podcast. And while you're at it, go ahead and go check out cupholderradio.com. It's podcast for the weird at heart.